everyone, and welcome to another American Scouser podcast, the Thursday edition. We are back, back in the finals, all kinds of stuff. I am back in hosting uh, to add a little Turkish flavor to this Irish podcast we got going on Thursday. But uh, we have Jamie here with us. Jamie, what's happening? Ah, well, it's top of the world, isn't it? It's hard to beat. It is hard to beat, actually. It's almost like sounds. It's almost like too good to be true, and it feels like sometimes just gets taken for granted at times. We're hoping Chris Strain will be joining us shortly as well to give us the other Irish part of the podcast. But we were gonna start with your sixty-second news update anyway. So take it away, there, Jamie. Yeah, absolutely. Our sound, our sound man has a bit of uh, sound technical difficulties, but we're going to batter on anyway here. So after last week's news, folks, it's kind of like, what's the point, right? But the Reds never give up, so we're going to carry on anyway. The under-23s um, have secured Liverpool's third trophy of the year. Some familiar names involved in the Lancashire Senior Cup final are Pitaluga, if you're pronouncing that wrong, hit me up. Beck, Clarkson, Williams and Morton, just to name a few. Lads, um, obviously, the home kit dropped at 8 a.m. GMT time. Uh, I absolutely love it, for one, but we'll talk about that later. Um, the UEFA ticket allocation has been announced, and yeah, it's a joke. It's not news. We're moving on. Firmino's been pictured training, moving on again. The uh, Liverpool project in the Champions League this year is set to return $100 million in revenue alone. So fantastic news there. But finally, we're going to talk a little bit about the Red Bird um potential bid for uh 1 billion euro bid for ac milan uh, a deal could potentially be struck in the next few days so big news there up the uh my wallet will never financially recover from this reds <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was i think you when you mentioned this and you posted it in the, the discord fan channel where we were discussing it and if you are not in our discord fan channel and you want to join just hit us hit a comment right here during the podcast and immediately after the podcast we'll send you an invite that way so you can get in this conversation because there was a lot of conversation about the obviously the jerseys today and stuff like that a lot of good humor about city yesterday and today carried on to <laughs> like a meme fest i just you know i woke up i saw the notifications and i was like i know what half of these are gonna be and I was not disappointed, that's for sure. So let's start with the beginning of the week, I guess. Uh, while we had the Monday podcast, we were kind of, when we were talking on the Monday podcast, um, Matur says... Great, great show, by the way. Great show, too. It was, it was a great show least, Monday. Probably my least favorite kit, mind you, but that's... Well, when we get to the kit conversation, we're going to talk about this again. I mean, to me, yeah, not a... Oh, it's Elliot, too. Look at you. But so let's get back to when we were talking about it on Monday's podcast. We were trying to figure out or project uh, what Villarreal was going to... How they were going to play. Were they going to play defensive? They were going to go all out and stuff like that. So obviously, it ends up being... A game of two halves, as you would have it. Uh, probably one of the worst halves we've seen the Reds play in a while. So, Jamie, I'm going to put you on the spot here because I know you love being on the spot. Uh, That's your ammo. <laughs> Actually, it is. Yeah. Uh, okay, so give me the biggest reason why that half turned out the way it did. Oh, the biggest reason. Yeah, if you had to pick um, one and you were like, I mean, obviously there's like, you know, multiple layers to it. But if you picked one and you said this is the main one, what would you go? I'm, I'm going to use it as a cop out, but the law of averages, right? Like, you know, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. That That's the only thing I can think of that's 
greater than the sum of all its parts, if you know what I mean. Like any any one thing could happen that made us play like shit. But maybe just the fact that it was time. You think so? You think it was just a matter of, you know, like one of those games? Yeah, I mean, uh, the situation, the the you know, everything, you know, like, look, we've seen, we're going to talk about Real Madrid and City, but it, it, the cliche is big European nights, right? Under the lights, big European nights. Um, and the fact that we're talking about 45 minutes alone, right? Like 45 minutes alone doesn't define our season, Yet we're gonna we're gonna spend some time talking about my god how bad were we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, two minutes, yeah, two minutes plus extra time, right? Um so I guess that was the thing I kind of expected. That was probably the most disappointing thing. Was I mean, like you're saying, you can have a bad half. I mean, we look at the lineup, which I thought you know is kind of what we expected. Um, maybe expected Diaz initially to start and I think we were expecting Henderson based on how many minutes he got during the week, uh, during the weekend game. We kind of figured, oh, he'll probably come into the mix because he was, you know, taken out. But yeah. it, more than the lineup, I thought, you know, our overall approach was not our regular approach. And knowing that we were going to walk into that atmosphere, I mean, we kind of know the stadium and how they were going to be. That's one of their biggest strengths. I thought we like walked into it almost. I don't want to say laid back. That's probably not the word, but this team plays a lot better and dominates when we're the aggressor as opposed Absolutely. to trying to kind of keep things under control. And I felt like it was more, we were trying to kind of like hold things steady. And the worst thing obviously that can happen is that early goal when you're trying to keep it steady. A hundred percent. I mean, like, you know, there's been a lot of, um, content to absorb recently about Liverpool. You know, the, the Pep Linders uh, masterclass talking about the Barcelona 4-0 win. Yeah. Um, you know, under the lights, anything can happen and will happen. And like you're saying, we weren't laid back, but, you know, Klopp talked about it after the match and he said, you know, he, he asked um, uh, uh, Peter to to find, an, uh, for instance, of when they done things right. They didn't do anything, nothing. There was, there was no examples to show them at halftime because they didn't do anything right. So it was just one of those 45 minutes. But yeah, um, was, like, like you're saying, it almost was like nothing was really clicking. I mean, you couldn't even say, you know, sometimes a couple of poor performance or something like that, but it just felt like nothing was clicking. We were kind of caught on our heels at all times. And I think like... I was flying thing, off the handle. I wanted I wanted Robbo off at first before at, at, at forty five. You know what I mean? We, we we were all losing the plot, um, and the Reds just weren't at it. And you know it, it can be like that sometimes. And 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 it just took them you know to get in at halftime immediately and and to get um to get a, a quick reminder of of what was on the line. You know. And, and like you said, that early like goal. is like, oh, probably Klopp let him hear it. And, you know, like, I, you know, I watch, I mean, shit, you know, how many times do we watch uh, Klopp, uh, you know, in terms of, like, his, like, post-match and stuff like that. And I've heard him, like, talk about, like, he never has had to really go in at halftime or at the end of the game and, like, really let the boys have it or anything like that. It's more about explaining things and stuff like that because, you know, there has to be a constant. You don't want to be that guy that's up and down, up and down every time. I guess we can afford to be as fans, but you want to keep, like, something constant going there. And I think it was more about, I mean, when it was 2-0, I was like, let's just get the freaking halftime. 
and more than a tactical adjustment, which we'll get to. I mean, we did make a change. I think most of us were expecting two changes. We thought Henderson would come back into midfield. Uh, whenever things don't click, I mean, right now, and you know, Jamie, like I'm probably the harshest critic of Keita, but you know, he's the new Lauren slash Gomez of the lineup now when things go south. You know, if he happens to be on the field, somehow everything ends up being his responsibility. Whereas, like you're saying, it was kind of like everybody was on the same boat there. Um, but I think it was more about getting the minds like rebooted <laughs> and then or, like, go back to factory settings and go out the second half there. And it was more like, oh, there they are. Like the first half, it was like a different boss brought a different team or something. And the second half, it was more the Liverpool that we've been seeing for the last like few months. So going back to those tactical changes or what changed, do you think it's just the mindset or like Diaz almost like signifies that mindset in terms of somebody who's really attack minded and is going to go at a defender? Well, I mean, you're absolutely right. He is. He, he, he's the, the one-on-one king right now. He, he's, he's, he's all about, pressing from the front and and going straight at players and pushing them down the wing. I mean, he's he's unbelievable. The word I keep using with Diaz is electric. And we were all crying for him at halftime. And and like Klopp said again at the end and end of the end of the game, he said it wasn't John's fault, like we were alluding to. It was everybody. You know, he could have easily taken off anyone and, and replaced them with Diaz, any of the front three. Um but yeah, I mean Diaz comes on and it's immediate. His effect is immediate. He, he bursts down that that left hand side, and when you think he can't get past, still does. He, he's he's strong on the ball. The 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 second chance where he gets bundled over, and and he like he like Rabona nutmegs himself as he's fallen over. <laughs> like he, he, I mean, I don't know. He, he's brilliant. Worst yeah. best player ever, right? Worst best player ever. And if you're in the US fan group, you know exactly what we're talking about. Because yeah, that's where a lot of the junk comments is, unfortunately. Uh going back to Here, look, you've already had one Irishman, one Irishman leave the pod- podcast early tonight. Don't don't get me started here. <laughs> <laughs> Worst you best player ever. <laughs> yeah, we're like eagerly awaiting our sound expert trying to fix the sound is the irony over here. Probably. <laughs> uh, um, says someone once said the most Irish team... thing you've ever heard. <laughs> someone once said that this team never looks past the fixture under club, but this first half was most definitely over in the final weekend coast. And I think that's what it looked like. I and mean, we kind of hate to say it, right? Because this team, you know, we talk about being mentality giants and stuff, but the field play, it looked like. And I don't think it was maybe like that quote makes it sound like they kind of came out too late back but i think there's not there's a very i don't know every team goes out there to win right but like when this team goes out there as the aggressor that 10 15 difference in determination makes all difference i think it's probably because of the way we play as well i mean if you're going out there just to defend or something like that you can kind of go out there and go through the motions and just you know instead of building something booted away or whatever hang in there uh but the way we play requires us to be you know like going at it full speed and if you're not if you're not pressing if the press is not which it was not in the beginning then that back line is going to get exposed i don't care how many if you have four van dykes back there i mean it doesn't matter 
it's going to get exposed. And we were not good defensively either. I know when we were doing with the ratings with Bickler was even harsher than I am, but, you know, we felt like, you know, nobody in that back line really had like a good game. Even in the second half, it improved, but it was still not like a good game. But sure. see, our but, boys in the second one, half, we come back. One thing, right, I will say, one thing I will say is, though, again, the first half, we're talking about it again. Everybody says intensity is our identity. Right. Yeah. And and there was no identity in the first half. There was no intensity. We weren't there. Second half, well, first half, we were kind of playing their game. We were letting them influence the game and and, and the crowd influence the game and everything. And and rightfully so. Um, you know, but second half, we we shadows of our identity started to show. I think so. And honestly, the one that you're talking about, we got it in Pep, the video, the masterclass. I mean, that's if you want to really understand our press, I mean, he talks about like the layers of press and the different levels within that and stuff like that. I thought like it was really interesting and yeah, um, the three groups of the pitch, and, everything. He was he yeah, was I'm, I'm glad that dude is around because you can kind of tell. I mean, obviously, uh, I mean, like Klopp said, that's like the first guy he talked to, make sure he's on board with everything. And I almost feel like he was more. That conversation was more of I don't know if Pep is not gonna be like I don't know, man, I gotta go. Uh, it was yeah. more like I take that as Pep is going to stay for those four years as well and not look for his own gig because he probably deserves it. I mean, I know he had like a very short crack at it. And I know when the conversations were happening in the past between like, should it be Gerard? Should it be Pep? Hopefully we won't hear those at this for two, three years because people are already talking about two years from now for some reason. But um, I feel like that's one thing with Pep. I mean, keeping him on board is going to be important. Um, Darren O'Connor says, uh, Villarreal put all their eggs in one basket. Eventually ran out of steam after the first half. Klopp gave the last reality check to go out the second half and play our game. I think so. It's more of like a wake-up game. And probably you just have to say, I mean, these guys know, right? Uh, I mean, they know they're not playing themselves and that's not who they are. So it's just a matter of, you know, that's why the halftime I thought was crucial because it's kind of hard to do that mid game. Uh, I mean, if you've ever played this game, it doesn't matter how good you are. I mean, momentum is a huge thing within a game. Uh, sometimes on one incident can change that. And sometimes it's kind of hard to change the gears and all that kind of stuff. And obviously that's why halftime was crucial. I was afraid of a third goal before halftime because I felt then you know, they were just going to park the bus really hard. And it was, you know, obviously we had tough game opening it, even though we were playing well. So, yeah. Um, and second half, like when it starts, you know, the tempo's changing because you can kind of hear the away fans. You can hear the Liverpool crowd going, LA, 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 and all the rest. And then Trent hits that long shot where it deflects and hits off the crossbar. And then you can hear more of the crowd and you can hear more. And then there's a corner. So, I mean, we, we grew into the game. And good thing we did because we needed that. Honestly, once we had the first goal, I was like, okay. And yeah, it's the curse, right? Like one game that I go into not worrying. This is why I worry people. For all of you guys <laughs> out there, I do all the worrying because, yeah, one game I went into kind of like, you know what? Yeah, let's see what happens. I think we'll be fine. You know, we had to leave immediately after the game to go to Layla's game. And, you know, it was going to be like tight, like right after the final whistle kind of thing. And I even said, you know... <laughs> And maybe, like, see, I jinxed it. This is what happens when I'm relaxed, dude. I said, you know, ah, you know, hopefully they'll seal the deal. So even if we have to leave on the 85th minute or something like that, it won't be a big deal. 
And then that first half happens. I was like, oh, I should have worried. I should have stayed up or whatever I had to do to make things happen. But there are you kind of your lucky socks. <laughs> <laughs> this is a goalie with shites, and I mean, God, that guy is. Yeah, honestly, even I, in the said, first I said game, last week, I I said last week that I caught COVID more times than he caught the ball, and you know, it's not wrong. Like even at the 80th minute or something like that, he was trying to, to slide tackle Trent outside of the box. I mean, he he's nuts, absolutely. I mean, grant that you have to be a little eccentric to get put in that position in between the sticks, but. Um, he and you know the Villarreal fans love him. Apparently, they 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 revere him a still? lot. Yeah, I mean, well, maybe not still because they give him a, a slating in the papers. Apparently, but um, yeah, I mean, he he loves punching the ball. But everybody knows that. Like the the commentators, when I rewatched the game on BT, like everybody was saying, oh, well, at least they at least he's consistent. <laughs> And and I think was it strain that I mentioned in the last podcast and one of the podcasts, like you can kind of tell the team expects it too. Like they're like, Oh, he's not gonna catch that. You know, like yep. you know, there are times where you're like, Okay, the goalie's got that, and then you know, it's a center it was back, strange, yeah. you're coming out, yeah, yeah. and then you know, the way they were playing, they're like, Okay, he's gonna punch that, so let's still be on our like toes kind of deal. But so we get past that. We I think we made it maybe more interesting and Serves me right for not worrying. So get me back to the worry modes. Get back to the regular Liverpool mode. And we get past it. And we go to the final. So let me ask you this. When we... And I think this is probably the uh, mistake that everybody made. Including maybe the, the team that hit the field in the first half. That we were kind of like one foot was in the final. Who did you want in the semifinal originally? Did you get who I, you I, wanted? Absolutely. Absolutely. I wanted Real Madrid. Um I, I I honestly thought that they were going to beat Man City a lot more comfortably. I didn't think City would go 1-0 up. I thought the Bernabeu would get to them, um, which, I mean, I've been there. It's an awesome state. I've got a great story to tell, if we have time. But um, amazing stadium. I, I, I honestly believed that um, Real Madrid were going to turn them over a lot more comfortably, granted. Um, but I thought they were going to do it. And... Even at one nil, I had a I had a hope. I didn't think it was possible. I had a hope. Really? Yes. Yeah, I did. I, 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 so I did. Why did you want him then? Um, for the Mo Salah bit, you know, Mo Salah after the game on BT Sport, talking to Rio Ferdinand, he was very open and candid, and he said, "No, I want revenge." Like he he spoke about his goals and assists. He he plans everything out before the season. He says. Every single season I've ever done, I've I've always planned assists and goals. And Michael Owen and Peter Crouch were there. And after Mo Salah left, they were like, "No, nah, I've I've never done that. Maybe never assists anyway. You know, like they've yeah, gold goals, maybe, yeah, goals maybe, but never assists. Like Mo Salah is honest, open, driven, um, and wants Madrid. And you could see that he was so honest to a fault. Like if if Madrid didn't do the miracle. And, and we've got City in the final. Mo Salah probably looks um, a bit petty. But the, the man's so open and honest, he doesn't care about that. He, he wants Madrid for revenge. And fair play to him. But no, I wanted Madrid because I feel we've got a better chance of beating them. I mean, they've got an aging team. I know they've got four free games from now to the end of the season because they've got the league wrapped up. 
Um, look, I've been boring my wife to death talking about football nonstop. I, I could talk nonstop about Real Madrid right now. Stop me if I'm if I'm wrong. Like I I want I want them. I I want all the things that Mo Salah wants, and I think we can beat them. I think they've got an aging squad. I think without Tony Tony Cruz playing well, without I mean Camavinga was 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 unreal in the last ten minutes. Um, Rodrigo was all right. He scored two goals. Benzema was all right. He made a great assist. I mean these guys can turn it on at the drop of a hat. But I think put them up against us and 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 they pale in comparison. I really do. They may be going for the 14th and and the the bravado, the audacity for them to wear going for the 14th shirt after the final. I thought that's a bit cheeky. I think that kind of um, a lot of Liverpool players are going to see that and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna want those shirts. Trust me, they're gonna want to buy them shirts on eBay. <laughs> I mean, I. I did want Real as well. Uh, I just felt like it was not going to happen. Uh, just because, I mean, after watching the first game, especially, I was like, man, I, I would love to have our boys go against this defense. And especially and pressure that, you know, defense moving the ball up and go against that defense with that. I mean, that's a solid midfield, but it is an aging midfield. Uh, yeah. So I feel like, you know, and that's not that, Defense lacks a lot of pace, especially but like on the, on, the right. on the flip side of that coin, they've got a lot of youth coming through. Um, you know, they they look they look like proper players too. Um, not to mention the billion dollar renovation that they're doing. Have you seen the video, by the way? No. The real. Oh my god! Do your drop into the Discord channel. I'll send you the link. Whatever this this Real Madrid renovation. It's like, it's like cyberpunk stuff. It's like beyond belief, futuristic. It's a pitch replacement. So the pitch actually raises, compartmentalizes, moves, disappears. They can have conference. Like, like it, oh, it, it's, a, it's a billion dollar renovation. It's literally going to take them into the future. Um, but, li but listen, very quickly, my story on, on Real Madrid. Sure. I, I went to the Bernabeu. Um, Visited, done the whole stadium tour. They had, at the time, they had probably like nine or 10 trophies, European Cups all lined up. And I was like, you know, like it, in a row, it's disgusting. <laughs> um, they've got Iker Casillas gloves, Roberto Carlos's boots, David Beckham, all the rest, you know. Um, Steve McManaman is in there, believe it or not. But they take you, you know, the whole way around the stadium, take you down on the pitch. And I bend down to tie my shoelaces at the corner flag. And I, I, I take a tuft of grass and there's this, this father and son all dressed in all white, Real Madrid, everything, Los Blancos, everything. The kid looks at me and his eyes drop like I just stole his lunch money. And I go, shh, and I give him a little piece of the grass and his eyes light up like it's Christmas. It's like, oh my God. Like, like he went from, I'm going to tell on you to your friend immediately. <laughs> well, how long ago was this? Oh, that's 2013, maybe. Oh, I was going to say, if we have like a shady corner kick happening, I'm going to blame your missing blame <laughs> if that was the case. But but yeah. I felt like, you know, City would be able to win if, as Madrid is trying to go for the goal, I felt City would be able to take advantage of that and hit him on the counter. And once City got one goal, I thought it would be almost over. Um, 
And I honestly turned the TV off about, it was 88 and a half. I was watching this other thing before the game. I'm like, oh, let me go back to that because I'm working at the same time. And I'm like, oh, let me go back to that. I guess city it is kind of thing. And then, you know, I always have, which is probably why I'm not very productive, but I always have the Discord like open as a window. And and all I hear is like, bloop, 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 just like the messages hitting one after another. <laughs> you guys are like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Everybody's like messaging. I'm like, what is happening? And when I switched it back to it, they were kind of like celebrating the second goal. And that is crazy. And I mean, I can't even imagine happening to us. I, hey, even at this age, I might just freaking cry, especially a team like that who had all these eggs in this freaking basket and it just like falls on the last step and just everything breaks. I mean, it's just a it's, different story than adding a seventh. Yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, I think it was Megan. <laughs> I think I think it was Megan in the Discord who said Foden's just got a face that he wants to cry all the time, and I think that summed it up for me. Like I, Megan, I want to thank you. I've been waiting for that. I've been waiting for that. Like, uh, like I don't know, like, like a, like Foden's face is just one of those that you're like, you know, it, it, you're just it's a typical Mancunian face. You know, <laughs> you're 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 always looking bothered. You're always looking annoyed. You're always looking up for an argument, um, vexed. Uh, you know what I mean? Like you're—I I don't know—but he does look like he wants to cry. And and you know, I'm glad they didn't hang around the pitch like the Villarreal players did, and and done a lap of honor. Yes, it was their stadium, and nobody wants to see the City fans do a lap of honor. But I wanted them to stay on the pitch longer because, listen, I've been to the Bernabeu. It's a, an amazing stadium. The pressure—they're lucky that 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 couple of thousand was blocked off you know for the renovations yeah. because i mean it was brilliant um watching foden's face at the end was was excellent um but yeah i mean look i we could sit and talk about them all night but some of our goals were amazing though weren't they like like the mané one where he cuts through at the end like i mean <laughs> I, I i i could sit here and talk football non-stop like so what's, I felt what's like next with the city game so what do you make of the like what do you think the cause this just happens to be you know do you give credit to real do you give kind of like do you is blame this, city do you blame this, pep what do you put that so yeah again you know the, the start of the show you asked you know the, the the good questions right you know like why were we so shit in the first 45 how did man city lose this you you, you like to stick the knife i like it um <laughs> The problem like the is there's no Chris. So you're getting every step, baby. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, look, um, it's down to the stadium. Like I've said before, it's an amazing place to be. When you're up on that top top rung of that ladder in the Bernabeu and you're looking down, it's amazing. Like, what is it, 80,000 capacity? It's got to be 90,000 capacity, something like that. Something um, like that, yeah. With this new billion-dollar renovation, I mean, literally, do yourselves a favor. I hate them. We're going to beat them in the final. Um, but their stadium looks amazing. Um, so so does the 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 Camp Nou, but we ruined them too. So you know what I mean? Why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So two, two, I got two more knives for you. So one, uh, you already, like, mentioned them that they're going to have four weeks where, you know, they won the title. They can kind of, like, kick back and wait take their yep. time or whatever. 
you can kind of look at that both ways because there's something to be said about being in rhythm. Which side are you on? Is that kind of like a good thing for them or it can come to bite them in the ass? Especially when they suddenly go against a team like us, you know, that pace after not playing. I mean, I I would assume they would play. Uh, They're not going to just totally sit and play the bench for four weeks. But in terms of like meaningful minutes, suddenly from not playing – that important crucial minutes to playing a final against a team like how we play too it's not like you know we're gonna sit back or anything like that we're gonna be in your face so what do you where do you sit on that short answer is yeah no short answer is a massive disadvantage to them um they've got nothing to play for that's plenty that's that's three weeks for them to lose focus uh lose ambition you know at the end of that these these boys are already thinking the beaches They've got 14 on their back. They're already thinking of the cup. It's three weeks. They're done. They're done. I'm that bullish about it. Um, Look, I'm under no illusion here. Real Madrid are in a a bracket of teams that can afford these things. Uh, Chelsea, maybe even City, you know, have older players, but a bunch of youth. You know, they've got a big squad of full talent, so they can rotate. But they're going to lose ambition they're going to lose desire for them it, it's like look if you if you're a betting person and thank god i'm not my wallet can't handle it thanks to jurgen and, and the reds um but i used to be i used to play the horses a lot and in fine is that why your wallets can't handle it now or what <laughs> uh, yeah i've had my days let's just say that uh we used to go to the grand national year after year which is um entry just outside of Liverpool um it's like a it's like the Kentucky Derby we used to go to every year um betting on the horses it was brilliant fun anyway different story a longer story a potentially more dangerous story <laughs> bet responsibly oh, over here who follows Benayun like there is no tomorrow I almost feel like he has like like a ring camera just following that dude around or something like that and I guess this <laughs> is birthday and only <laughs> boys would know that probably but um, it's Yuki Benayun's birthday I didn't know mates, that. man Sparky Parky been to Grand National many times too I'm yeah. not a I'm not a like a horse race betting guy. I sometimes do like parlays for like football. In and fine like fettle, in in fine fettle is the term that I was going to use, and and, and Liverpool are going to be in fine fettle. Real Madrid are going to be on the beaches. They're going to be ready to party. They're they're they've got the audacity to already be wearing the fourteen shirt. You know, it's ridiculous. Um, so second so what night. Was, what, what was your, yeah, yeah. Did I answer the first knife? I can't remember. Oh, well, I mean, it. you know, pulled it out a little bit. <laughs> No, I I agree. I mean, I don't know if it's it's kind of hard. I think it is a slight. I wouldn't say it's a disadvantage that you know we're gonna be more beat down. It I guess it would come to injuries. If there were no injuries, I would I agree with you. It is a disadvantage. But because of these games, if something happens and we lose somebody or somebody's kind of like nicked up or anything like that, that's when things change. I think. So uh, give me your worst in case terms scenario. Of momentum. I agree with Darren that momentum is important. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, give, so, give me, second knife. Uh, City. And this mm-hmm. kind of brings us back to the Premier League as well. Uh, heading to the weekend here. And we play first again. So, we have yeah. the ability. I mean, it's a tough game. I honestly, you know, we'll talk about the game a little bit as well. I think it's 
when I looked at the fixture, when you compared our games versus City games, I thought this was the game that's the toughest for us. I know some people were saying Newcastle away just because this one is home, but I still think, you know, the Spurs game, just because they have the talent to hit us on the counter uh, with Kluszewski and Son and stuff like that, you know, like they can take advantage of the high line like some other teams can now. But we'll get to that. Let's go back and enjoy more City misery. But yes. How will that, do you think it will affect, because that's, it's one thing if they lost that game 2-0, a goal in the 18th and a goal in the 75th or something like that. But to lose the way they did, I mean, it has to be demoralizing as hell. Will that, how much do you think that will affect how they play this weekend when they come back? Because I would think the immediate game is going to be the main game. Absolutely. First of all, 120 minutes. That's on true, a yeah. lot of on a lot of those players, let's remember that. Um, so that's excellent. Um, that was almost like, you know, you you get caught up in the fact that City are winning four three, and it's like, all right, they're going to the Bernabeu. You know, they'll be fine. Um, a lot of a lot of people did. I perhaps romantically kind of hoped for this to happen. Um, I think it's going to hit them a lot harder, and that's why Pep got them off immediately. Because I think they were heartbroken. I think, look, they can do what they want in in the league. They have done. Um, this will be. They're going for their third in a row. Uh, or no, sorry, not third in a row. What am I talking? No, about? Hell no. <laughs> um, what am I talking about? They're they're. They, I mean, look, they're running away, and and they they should have the league sewn up. The, their their last three three games away are, are better than ours. Like Tottenham's a, a a big slipping point for us. Newcastle was not so much anymore. Um, Spurs is difficult. They have to come to Anfield. At this stage of the season, Anfield is a different kettle of fish. Every game is going to be a final. Every game is going to be like a Champions League game under the night, under the lights. It's a, a later kickoff. Um, I. You know, I think it could demoralize City a lot. Um, It has the potential to. And I've kind of given up hope on the league because... What? uh, You you know, everybody says it's out of our hands, right? And and until that moment, it's going to be like that Chelsea game where we won the league. You know, we're all sitting, waiting around and... I know you're not the biggest fan of watching City right now and, and hoping for them to slip up, you know, but unfortunately I am. <laughs> I, I, I feel I'm, like I'm, I'm a bad omen, man. Like I'll turn on a game and they'll score. I was like, damn it, I should have never turned it on. So I have like stupid superstitions like that. It's kind of like my worrying disease where like if I look and it's 0-0, let's say 60th minute, I'm not turning that shit on because I know in I my it's... head – I know it's stupid, but I know in I my know exactly head, where you're coming from. I the moment exactly I turn it on, they're going to freaking score, and I'm going to be like, damn it, it's my fault. I know it doesn't. See, I know that's not how the universe works, but that's so, how my freaking brain works. <laughs> so do do what I do, right? Watch all the games, and then maybe this time you're be like, no, nah, I'm not going to watch any. Blame. <laughs> I'm not going to watch any, right? Yeah, the, the stereotypical Irish. You know the Irish and the Turks have got a connection here, Dimitrin. Come on now. We come from you. We're a part of you. You know. Um. Yeah, you know, embrace that pain, emotion, hurt, worry. Embody it. 
Oh, I've already like started worrying for Saturday. So let's talk about Saturday. Um, in terms of lineup, I think the fact that the game was on Tuesday really helps. And like you said, it's a late game on Saturday. So I feel like what happened or who played on Tuesday should not have as much of an impact as if it was a Wednesday game and a Saturday morning game, kind of like what we had with like Newcastle last week. Right. So who do you expect in terms of the 11? I think, you know, with Diaz, after the watch in the second half, it almost feels like, right. I mean, let me know if you don't agree, but it feels like our ideal front three right now is Diaz, Mo, and that money in the middle. Um, where do you work with the midfield? I mean, you would expect Matip to come back because he's the Premier League guy. What are you, you gonna put him in the midfield, are you? <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. Yeah, I, I bring the I bring Matip to go on an adventure. He, he puts himself in the midfield. Yes, <laughs> and I think that's another thing. Like when teams we could have used that. I love Konate, and I think you know we did find the gem in him, basically based on his age. I mean, the dude is like a physical specimen by himself. European pedigree. Yes, and that as well. I think that's what helps in the European that's League. What but helps. exactly one thing that you do not get with him that you get with Matip is being able to go in between those lines. So but you know. He can move on the ball. Like, they can give space to Kanade knowing he's not going to take that space. You can't really do that with Matip because he's a number 10 at heart. So he's going to just push right, up. Right, and He's good at it. It's not like, you know, yeah. I don't know. We've had defenders before go up and, you know, it it might not look pretty, but the dude has, like, a great first touch, good vision, good passing. Yeah. And not to mention some good ones. Can, like, yeah, and he Daniel can get Iger. Daniel Iger loved the left foot strike from 30 yards. Sammy yeah. Hoopia scored goals for fun. Um, I mean, Jamie Carragher, we best not talk about him scoring yeah. goals. <laughs> he got more own goals than anybody else. Anyway, but um, no, I, I think you're right. Kanate, though, he it, a little bit in that Valencia game, he was on the ball a bit more. I think with him, he's still in that honeymoon phase where he's a little, not shy, but doesn't want to fuck up. Doesn't want to mess up yeah, too bad. That could be, yeah. Um, and Matip now, cult following, accepted in the team. And I'm not saying Canada is not. He slipped right in there. And like I said, European pedigree. He's played top games in Europe already. Top international. He's 22. 22. And he just walked into this team. I think it's phenomenal what he's done. Phenomenal. I think in a couple of years, we're going to maybe not see that juggernaut that Joel can be, where he just seems to slalom. In between, I'm tall and skinny too. I think the man is—he's a man after my own heart. Like I, I used to love Didi Haman. I, I, I played that role, that Stevie Gerrard role, but I was really Didi Haman. Let's be honest. Um, I was, I was the backup singer very much in midfield. Um, but Joel Maddow is a man after my own heart. I love how he breaks through lines and. And I think on a game, game like this, that will come in handy. I Konade, yeah. you get from Konade that you do not maybe sometimes get from Matip is the passing in between the lines. Like you know, yep. so when he is giving time, I find that he finds that pass to Keita or to Thiago or someone like that in between the lines, but he's not going to move up with the ball, which is easier to defend in my mind. But um, so, but I mean, yeah, I mean, Konade, 
like you said, he's 22, but has the experience based on what he's accomplished and what he's played so far. He's almost like has the experience of a 26, 27 year old center back, even though he's only 22. And learning imagine him at 32. Players. Yeah, he's in a great, great environment, learning from the best next to him. And I think like he doesn't have that pressure too. He can take his time to learn, which is golden. But so let's get back to that midfield. Who do you put in that midfield? I'll just keep throwing the knives and then you just see what you yeah, can do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, hard to see past Henderson. Um, I keep seeing people giving him stick online. I don't get it. Um, Henderson's probably going to start. Henderson, Fab, Thiago. Fab had a rough 45. Everybody else had a rough 45 Valence, uh, Villarreal. Excuse me. Um but 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 played well second half. Fab did. Naby did too. Uh, and I'm I'm I just think Hendo Fab Tiago could be the starting lineup. I think it's getting to that. And I listen. I said I wanted Tiago for for Newcastle. I was wrong. Tiago was rested. Megan was right. Fair play to Megan. Called it right. Um, yep. But uh, what I will say is Spurs might need that creativity. Um, they're going to be a bit more rigid, you would imagine. Um, but I think it's going to be the, the tried and tested three. Endo Fab Tiago. <laughs> Levin says Megan is always right. That's kind of how we she is. She is. She as is. Well. Megan says it. And she's done. She actually does uh, our Instagram for us, uh, aside from other social media as well. But she's created some miracles over there as well. If you're not following us on Instagram, uh, make sure you do because, yeah, she's got all kinds of like good stuff there. Um, so, score prediction. Let's get that too. While we're at it, make me worry less. This is where we need Chris Strain, but he couldn't figure out his camera or a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> he would be like, oh, we're going to win this 4 0 or something. So, at least for two so, hours, I can sleep. So, here we go. I'll give you my prediction. I'll give you Chris Strain's prediction. Right? <laughs> um, my prediction, listen, I've, I've, I've been loving me some heart attack 1-0 wins. I called the 1-0 win against Newcastle. I'll take all the all the guilty Irish hate and, and resentment for a 1-0 win. I really will. I'll take another 1-0 win. Chris Drain's, it'll be a 3-1. Uh, Chris Drain here, no bar. It'll be a 3-1, no bar. We'll, we'll walk all over him here. Ah <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. I I have a I have a two one, and I think this is a heart attack game. And I think you know it's one one for a long time, and like we kind of like put the pressure on them at the end. I don't know if they'll be able to defend as well. I just like I say, I do worry about them on the counter. Of all the teams that we have on the schedule with that high line, I do worry about them. But so let's talk about something else to wrap things up. Hopefully on. Um, Saturday, we'll get this game on Sunday. So I'm hoping by Monday podcast, we'll be full speed into the quad. You never know. I really think City can... City is either going to come out and just freaking like smash them and take their, you know, like, you know, frustration out on the next opponent kind of deal. Or they're going to have all those doubts and clouds in their head and it's going to kind of like backfire. But since Mateusz already praised you, see, BJ says a 2-1 win... And man, City gets the draw. That sounds good to me, actually. I'll take that. So it's fantastic to me, but I'm holding out for the last day of the league. I know I'm being cavalier and cautious and, 
oh, talks of the quad. Listen, two weeks ago, I was singing the quad's praises. We can in the in the Liverpool sixty second news. Um, we can we can still dream of the quad, but last day of the season, I will be full on quad material. Um, yeah, I like how people are like, oh, we shouldn't talk about the quad. Got to focus on the next game and stuff. We're freaking fans. I mean, we can yeah, talk. Yeah, about absolutely. We can do what we want. Absolutely. Uh, it's just, I, I mean, listen to me. I was singing, we're going to Wembley for weeks before we're going to Wembley. We're still, <laughs> we're still going. We're still going to Wembley, and I'm still singing. And that's the we'll thing. Like, in Let's talk about uh, other things that I see online. And the biggest one is like this whole jersey. Order. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is every freaking year, every freaking manufacturer. Um, people who the don't Goldi- like New the Balance. Goldilocks, the Goldilocks effect, right? It's, yes. It's, it's too much. It's too little. Uh, it's too hot. It's too cold. It's too red. It's too brown. <laughs> it's too fucking get a grip, right? And I think always... you will never like. I hate the jersey you're wearing. I honestly, I I have it. It's still brand you're, new. You're allowed to use it because I got it as a you... gift. Like they got me one of each, and I love the other two. Every season we have three jerseys. I love it when the team is in it. No offense to you. <laughs> I love it now that you're in it too. I guess, but you know, normally I just say it, like I'll never wear it. Uh, trying to find like way to swap it with something or whatever, or return it or whatever I gotta do. But uh, if I didn't have this one right now, sitting next to my desk, so I don't want to touch it. I'm just leaving it there till the season is over. And if that if we get to quad, I will never freaking move that jersey. It'll sit next to my desk forever. It's still with the tags and everything. But every season. Three jerseys. They add a fourth one somewhere in the middle, or like actually, like what the second half or something like that for like sales. Don't even, don't even bring up that baseball shirt. Oh yeah, here we go. Yeah, right. But I don't know. I usually like two of them or whatever. You're not gonna please everybody. Like somebody finds the red too dark, too light. This year is too plain. Last year, why do they have the green collar? Like people are gonna be never happy. I don't understand why it's such a huge discussion every time people like attacking each other. Like I wouldn't, if I, I despise salary, you might love salary. I I'm love salary. How dare you, you? You take salary's name out your mouth. <laughs> I, I just don't get that. But what did you, what Alan Wanda does say? <laughs> uh, Alan Wanda says, JB, can I have your jersey? But he does want it washed. That's asking for a lot there, right? Alan, that, I mean, that would mean I'd have to do laundry, man. Fuck off. <laughs> And if you missed our Monday podcast, which I'm sure we will be playing that clip over and over again about Galley's rant about kids asking for jerseys, man, I was literally in tears. And we have a clip, actually. We'll probably post the clips because it's something that everybody must see. But what did you make of the jersey, though? Like, your personal opinion? Like it? Hated? I think so. So here's the thing for me, right? This season, Yellow and, and the uh, Ecru. The only one that I really wasn't in complete love with was the home kit. And then when I seen it in person and seen it on the players, I actually loved it. Um, I think Nike have done as good a job as they're going to do. Um, at the end of the day, look, I, I've, I've gotten a little bit older, a little bit wiser, a few more gray hairs. Um, and I, I'm, 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 look, I used to be all about buying kits, uh, three kits a year. I mean, you know, the, the first kit I ever bought, I waited for like it was my test results. Um, you know, I was 15 <laughs> years of age. I had a job. I had the full long sleeve Stevie G 17 full kit. I was a full kit wanker at a young age. 
<laughs> um, so look, I get it, but I, I don't know. I, I've grown into the person who is, as long as it has this, the 97 on the back and is a decent color of red, I'm okay with the home kit being plain. The 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 color and the and the and the fashion, if you will, can come from away kits. And that that started with the Ecru kit. That started with the Reebok kit. I had that original Ecru kit, and I want the away kit so bad. But I'm not the type of person anymore that gets two or three kits a season. Even though I have this and and the Ecru kit, this was actually a gift from from one of my um, mates who's in in the group in my local group in Wilmington. He, he bought the stadium jersey that's a bit too tight for him. He didn't realize his, his dad bod had increased over COVID. And the only guy the only guy that was going to fit was skinny old me. So we... That's what Alan says. He says it wouldn't bloody fit me. And Sparky Parky says, and I hear this a lot, you know, Sparky Parky says it's Nike he doesn't like. And I feel like some of the backlash comes from that. And I know everybody says, you know, it's temp. Everybody is doing templates. So we like these a little better, then, do we? Yes, those are nice, actually. Yes, I yeah. those are actually my favorite. But I mean, New Balance was a great fit. I love their kits. I love the Warrior kits too. I see. I'm the Enigma. A lot of people. I like. I love this season's kits. I love the three of them. I loved Warrior, and I, I have the Yellow Warrior kit. I, I know you don't like yellow. I am absolutely team yellow. Um, not that it suits my skin tone or my Irish nature or anything, but I, I just love the yellow look. Um, yeah, I, I can I can look in the mirror and picture me in Rush or something, you know. And I know like those warriors. Some of, some of those were really cool, but some of them were not. I'll tell you what, for like New Balance jerseys, for example, and I used to wear uh, the. What was that? The toxic green? Is that the one? Yeah, uh, I love like, that. Yeah, my indoor team plays green, wears green. Uh, so I was like, well, I'm rocking this then. Uh, so I would actually, we would have to. Uh, our goalie is a Liverpool fan as well, and he has like the green Liverpool jersey. So I was like, so it was always like a, a contrast. They were like, hey, you're going to have to change because he's wearing neon too. I'm like, nope, he's changing. He's the freaking goalie. I'm staying with this. <laughs> but I know after yeah, he's not right in field, you know? Yeah, the new balance's quality is actually not as good as Nike. Having worn like a Nike one all the time, um, I mean, it's. But at the end of the day, it's just taste, I feel like. I think a lot of people, I, I think it doesn't matter, but I think a lot of people hark back to Adidas a lot. Um, yes. And, and and Gally, you know, Gally in the Discord earlier on said, um, you know, we should have had Gally on. We get Gally subbed in here uh, for the for the replacement for Chris Strain. Uh, can we get Gally at halftime, please? Go ask for a jersey. He's out there making a sign for this weekend. <laughs> but he he made the comment about the old '90s David James goalkeeper kit, where the, it looked like the Adidas three tiger stripes. And oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yellow. I had that goalkeeper kit, and I actually had the the home kit as well, which was like green and purple. And do you remember those? Yeah, 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 yeah. Had, like almost Newcastle like, had, checkered, yeah, but I, I, had, I had both of those ugly ass kits. Because I love them. And for some strange reason, they've gone. Um, you know, somebody stole them at, at soccer practice or whatever. They're gone. Anyway, but you look online. Those shirts are worth an absolute fortune. I will say they're itchy sons of bees. They were the itchiest shirt you've yes. ever worn. <laughs> but um, really, really itchy goalkeeper shirts. But they're fashionable now because all these fashionistas, you know, these these kids running around wearing Juventus shirts who 
couldn't tell you who plays for Juventus right now or probably still think Ronaldo plays for them. You know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, all these kids have pay a grand for those shirts, but yeah, I wouldn't sell them. I've lost them, unfortunately, but I've still got a few of them. But I think it goes, I mean, I agree with what you're saying as long as it's Liverpool and as long as it's selling, I mean, obviously there are people who like that yellow and they can buy it. That's fine by me because the money goes to the club and, you know, we're all happy at the end. So it just doesn't matter. You know, you're going to buy this one. You're going to buy that one. I think we're all, you know, the, the funny thing is, you know, like people are like, oh, they're the worst jerseys like Nike and stuff. But I think one thing that Nike has done is the fact that be able to get it spread a lot more. That, that helps the club a lot more because we can sell Absolutely. more. I know for freaking New Balance, as much as everybody's like, oh, New Balance, they were making stuff special for us, blah, blah, blah. Like they're like making a custom cake or some shit. But, I, you know, you could never find them at a store. Even at New Balance stores, they never carry yep. jerseys and stuff. Now you can go to a Nike store, get your jersey. You can go to a Dick's Sporting store and get your jersey. I mean, out here in the U.S., and around the world, too, like I know, like in Turkey and stuff as well. I mean, it's the same situation. Yep. Their distribution is so much better. The sales mm -hmm. are better. And I, ultimately, the contract is better for them. As long as, like you're saying, like logos on this side, I really don't care as much about what the other logos. I know the cameras. Have. The cameras definitely. I know. I got no, flipped no, up no, over no, here. Yeah. Don't point, it, don't point at that. You know, I, I couldn't give a toss who, I, I, look, sue me. Nike. Come at me! I've got, I haven't got a penny in the world. You're not getting much. <laughs> um, Boys, I couldn't uh, give it. We were all part of a, the DS signing by buying all these jerseys. Yeah, Speaking of, you know, you should be a part of American Scouser and head over to the American Scouser shop right you now. You should and pick out the new uh, Lucho uh, Diaz shirt we just got out from our new Erin Grogan, who, who's she's extremely talented and you know like using. Some of her designs, we're going to be adding more. There's like a Mane and a Jota shirt coming as well. I mean, they're just they're just freaking beautiful. So, have you, do you uh, have a graphic up? Do, do you have a graphic, uh, lads? If you're if you're not watching this, it is an amazing illustration of Lucho Luis Diaz. Uh, it's a brilliant T-shirt. Um, tune in because I'm going to be buying one and I'm going to be wearing one on the pod. Sparky Parky says, um, only buy my shirts from Anfield, so he clearly has not seen the shirt. Sparky Parky, I... fuck it. I'll I'll buy you one and we can both wear one together, mate. They're brothers. Gally will buy Sparky um, one. They're less buds. <laughs> I don't know. Gally, Gally can, can beg one off me. Well, Jamie, hopefully next week we'll be in the driver's seat. We're already in two finals. Headed to that quad. Don't give up hope on me. I figured like you would be the most positive guy. Don't give up hope on me. I'm hoping we're going to be in the driving seat by the time we do the Monday podcast over here. Thanks a lot, buddy. And thanks a lot for all those joining us. Head over to the website. Check out the shirts. And if not, maybe make a sign and bring it to the next podcast. Maybe Gally will buy your shirt or whatever it might be. But <laughs> we'll see you guys Monday. I'll be back with the sign begging Gally and... <laughs> The Krabby Bickler on Monday's podcast. Take it easy, everybody. Ale, ale, ale.